Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Under God and together we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Well, brothers and sisters, welcome. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. This is Praying for America, and we welcome you from across the United States and around the world. Those of you that love freedom. Uh, and that understand the value America has to the world. We're going to talk about uh, fighting back against the Biden corruption, uh, something I uh, shared with you uh, in the past about what the uh, what we've got to ask the House Republicans to do uh, in terms of the increasing, overwhelming uh, evidence of Biden corruption. And I also, uh, you know, we also have to get things right on uh, on abortion uh, in this country. That's the issue that uh, I deal with on a full-time basis. And uh, let me see, I have a, 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 something to show you about that, that a quote that I came across recently and some, uh, some guidance for you there on that issue. So let's get into the Word of God and uh, prayer. This is praying for America and we comment on the news, but we also pray over the news. Let's do so together now. I want to read two brief passages uh, about courage, because what we're going to talk about in regard to the House Republicans, uh, this, this requires some courage. Um, 1 Corinthians and also 2 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians in chapter 16, we read this in verses 13 and 14. Paul says, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. And then in 2 Corinthians, we read this in uh, the um, we read this in the fifth chapter. For we know that if the tent which is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in heaven. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed by putting it on we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened. Not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are away or at home, we make it our aim to please Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Let us pray. Lord God, we recognize that we are under your judgment. That everything we do, that everything we fail to do, that what we think, what we say, whether we have courage or whether we are cowards, it will all come before your judgment seat at the end of our lives and at the end of time. And Lord, we pray that we may be found faithful 
We pray that we, whether in private life or public life, whether in the realm of family or business or politics or church, that we may not miss the opportunity to serve you and bear witness to you. We pray, Lord God, that as the great believers of old, we may look at every decision we have to make, every risk we have to take, every sacrifice we have to endure, that we may look at these things in the light of eternity, in the light of the judgment, not in the light of the passing pleasure or pain that those decisions might bring us now, but rather, Lord God, in the light of what they will do in eternity. Thank you, Lord God. We praise and bless you. And we ask for your peace. Give us courage. Give courage to our leaders. Give courage to our political leaders on the Republican side of the aisle who have an opportunity to shed light on the Biden corruption who have an opportunity to save America and to do what is necessary by exposing this evil and putting a stop to it. Help us, Lord God, today and always, to support them and to speak up with courage ourselves. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Important verses about courage, aren't they? You know, we're always talking and thinking about how do we, how do we, Get, strengthen the spines of our, of our, of our political leaders who, who take the right position. Never mind those who are completely corrupt or those who are taking the wrong positions. But what about those who are taking the right positions and, and, we, and we look at them and we say, but you have to fight more. This is one of the things, of course, that, 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 that makes President Trump so popular and successful is that he fights with courage and, and he says, I'm not going to take any nonsense. And these scriptures, uh, as I said in the prayer, give us a they give us a valuable perspective. We're going to have to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So let's think more about what he's going to say about our actions rather than what those around us are going to say. With that in mind, I was recently the, one of the signatories of a letter I was very proud to sign on to uh, to the House Republicans to open an impeachment inquiry against Biden immediately and stop turning a blind eye to the House investigations. Uh, this is to the Senate uh, about uh, their investigations and findings about the Biden family. So a message to the House, a message to the Senate. House, keep in hot pursuit. The evidence is all on our side. In fact, many people will say, what more evidence do we need? Uh, uh, pictures of, of Biden and, and uh, uh, carrying a, a, the money bag with the China on it? And well, what more evidence do we need? We have bank accounts. We have uh, records, whistleblowers, documents. Uh, the more they search for, the more they find. And the Senate, the Republicans in the Senate, Got to step up to the plate as well. So this letter, I want to share it with you because I want to invite you, I want to urge you. We've urged you before, call your House members, your, your representative, call your two senators, call the Republican. I'm not even going to tell you at this point uh, uh, about the Democrats, no. This is a, this is a clarion call to the Republicans. 
Tell them to, to, to get moving on this. Let me read the letter. Recent revelations from the House Committee on the Judiciary, the House Committee on Ways and Means, the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, and the House Select Com Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government have established without question that Joe Biden has been engaged in criminal misconduct for decades. L let me pause there. You notice all those committees, right? We all have issues with Republicans. We certainly have issues with rhinos. We have issues with the, with the RNC. But we've got some really strong, heroic members of the House that have not been sitting, sitting in the corner. They've been getting things. They've been working. They've been, they've been, these committees have been doing important work here, shining the light. So let, let's, let's give credit where credit is due and thank them for what they've done. The letter continues that he, Biden, lied to the American people about his son Hunter Biden's criminal conduct and his own culpability and involvement in the Biden crime family business. Let me pause here again. Dick Morris is coming out with a book on the Biden crime family. It's going to be coming out very soon. Keep an eye out for it, and we'll keep you posted as well. The findings also reveal ongoing unlawful actions directed by the Biden White House to suppress the free speech rights of the American people and special targeting of those who dare to espouse opinions and views that the Biden White House doesn't agree with. The evidence continues to mount and can no longer be ignored. The American people demand accountability instead of the ongoing cover-up by the most partisan attorney general in history, Merrick Garland, and the hyper-partisan leftist-dominated Department of Justice. Joe Biden is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors, warranting the opening of an impeachment inquiry. Notice how that quotes the Constitution, right? High crimes and misdemeanors, warranting the opening of an impeachment inquiry, which must ultimately result in impeachment by the House and removal by the United States Senate of Joe Biden as President of the United States. Now, let me pause there again. Again, for those of you that are just joining us, this is a letter I recently signed on to with many, many other conservative leaders that uh, went to uh, the Republicans in the House and in the Senate. There was a period of time here where um, many good commentators were saying, okay, let's, let's not waste time here uh, just by launching an impeachment. It's not going to succeed with the Democrats in the, in the Senate. Uh, and, uh, you know, let's focus, on, uh, uh, let's focus on the things that we can make progress on, uh, getting, getting ready for the elections and so forth. We have to focus on getting ready for the elections. But the point is, some of the argument was, well, let's build up the evidence first. Let's proceed carefully, slowly, build up the evidence because you don't want to start launching an effort like this and then have it fall down because of, of lack of evidence. But now we're in a different situation. The evidence is, has been compiled. It's there. It's clear. And uh, we've talked a lot about it here. There's many other commentators talking about it. So the point here now is, okay, it's time for action. It's time for action, and, um, and let's do it. Let me continue reading the letter. An, an impeachment inquiry into the following recent revelations 
will easily produce a bill of particulars for the Biden impeachment resolution. Joe Biden lied about his role with Hunter Biden's business dealings and clearly allowed his son and his brother to corruptly sell access to him as a high-ranking government official. He lied about Hunter Biden's laptop, calling it a Russian plant in a debate watched by 73 million people. He directed a presidential campaign that colluded with current and former members of the U.S. intelligence agencies to interfere with the 2020 general election. And the leader of the scheme was rewarded with the position of Secretary of State of the United States. They, they, by the way, these are indisputable facts. People may have their political preferences. We, you and I have got to be armed with these facts to talk to our fellow voters about this, about this, this nonsense. Biden benefited from a web of offshore and shell company bank accounts involving multiple Biden family members. Again, this is not a matter of opinion. It's a matter of documented fact. He directed a White House that, according to a federal district judge, wrongly, persuade, wrongly pressured social media platforms to suppress the free speech rights of Americans related to elections, COVID-19, and vaccines. Biden directed that the Department of Justice take the position in a court filing that Florida's new law prohibiting Chinese purchase or ownership of land is a violation of the Fair Housing Act in the United States Constitution. Biden appointed prosecutors who were directed to ignore Hunter Biden criminal activity and instead proposed a sweetheart plea agreement that would not be available to any other citizen and that was so objectionable that the judge refused to accept it. The egregious plea agreement warrants immediate investigation into the role of the Biden White House with Biden political appointees related to the development of the plea agreement. Biden directed the collapse of American sovereignty by opening the United States border, allowing more than 5 million undocumented persons to enter the United States illegally, putting American lives at risk. By the way, let me pause here. Religious leaders that are just pro-open borders, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Pro-open borders, oh, let's just welcome. Yeah, these are our brothers and sisters. Yeah, this is the one human family. Yeah, we should try to help people all over the world. But God doesn't call us to be stupid. God doesn't call us to, to turn a blind eye to, to, to criminal activity. God doesn't call us to put these people in danger just because we want to make ourselves feel good by being nice to them. Putting American lives at risk through human trafficking. Those religious leaders that are just like so just blindly, oh, just let them all in. You've got blood on your hands. You should be ashamed of yourselves for your imbecilic, naive uh, articulation of this issue. The letter, the letter continues talking about these illegal immigrants. The illegal import and distribution of fentanyl and other illegal drugs and creating chaos in cities and communities across the country, including New York City, which has recently pleaded with President Biden to stop sending illegal immigrants to the city as it can no longer accommodate the massive number of illegals swarming its city. 
Next point, Biden directed and is presiding over illegally transporting U.S. military personnel across state lines to encourage and perform abortions in violation of federal law. We're going to get more to abortion in a moment. Biden disregarded the rulings of the U.S. Supreme Court regarding his politically motivated $430 billion student loan forgiveness program. He disregarded the Supreme Court and has announced yet another illegal forgiveness of student loan debt in violation of the Supreme Court's determination that the president has no such authority to abrogate the loan contracts. Hey, Biden, they, these Democrats, they just don't care. Well, they'll care about what the court says when it endorses the killing of babies in the womb. But they don't care about the court in other circumstances where it rules against them. Biden presided over the disastrous withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan, costing the lives of 13 American soldiers, and turned over $85 billion worth of U.S. taxpayer-funded military weapons and material to the Taliban, a violent extremist group. It, it, this is bad stuff. For those of you that are tuning in, I signed on to this letter with many other conservative leaders to Republican members of the House saying, go forward with the impeachment. And, and Republican members of the Senate to, to, to pay attention to all of this. Biden decimated the U.S. military through his imposition of woke policies that have resulted in the lowest number of military recruits since the military draft ended in 1973. Biden initiated and continues ties to China for his personal financial benefit that have left the United States vulnerable to Chinese infiltration and aggression, as evidenced by the spy balloon and attacks by China on the U.S. dollar as the world's economic currency. By the way, did you notice more countries, including Saudi Arabia and Iran, those are the most problematic, have joined the BRICS, um, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, the BRICS alliance, to use a different currency other than the dollar as the global uh, standard in currency. Now, what that would mean... And in Saudi Arabia, we've had a long-standing agreement with them that it would be the dollar that would be, be, the, be the standard for trade in oil. Now these countries are saying, no, no, not the dollar. We use some other kind of currency or gold. And that puts the U.S. at a disadvantage because then, okay, so now it's like you have to translate, you have to transfer the... Um, the, the, the dollar into some other kind of currency before using it. And so uh, we can't print our own. You, you can't satisfy these debts, in other words, or make these purchases simply by printing more, uh, more dollars. It puts the U.S. at a clear disadvantage. But what's Biden doing about it? Nothing. Nothing. Because China, China has him uh, because of all the corruption. The letter goes on. Let me just conclude this. Uh, this list is far from exhaustive. In short, there has never been a more corrupt occupant of the White House than the sitting president of the United States, Joe Biden. What a sentence that is. All right. In this letter that we've sent to Congress, there has never been a more corrupt occupant of the White House than the sitting president, Joe Biden. 
But rather than investigating any of these high crimes and misdemeanors, Attorney General Merrick Garland, Special Counsel Jack Smith, and the entire Department of Justice apparatus have unleashed the might and power of federal law enforcement against President Biden's political enemies to remove from the 2024 presidential campaign former President Donald Trump and to protect Joe Biden from being held accountable for his crimes while falsifying the allegations against the former president who is Biden's chief political rival for the 2024 election and beating him significantly in the polls, by the way, as we discussed last night. House Republicans must not allow Joe Biden and his criminal enterprise family to escape scrutiny, prosecution, and punishment for actual crimes against the American people. While the Biden administration is allowed to advance politically motivated proceedings against former President Trump and other citizens, who dare to oppose the Biden administration. The House must take steps to protect our nation from these attacks and criminal enterprises by Joe Biden, his family, and his political appointees, who are by their actions turning the United States of America from a constitutional republic into a banana republic. It is high time for Congress to pursue the high crimes that are becoming ever more apparent every day. Well, I was proud to sign on to that letter, and you can read this at our political website, ProLifeVote.com. ProLifeVote.com. And friends, in fact, you can add your name to this, uh, to this letter as well. Go to ProLifeVote.com and call your representative, your Republican representative. You know, sometimes our action alerts will apply to all of these people, but call your Republican representative. Tell them to get, get on the task here. Get on the task. You can send them a copy of this letter, too. 202-224-3121. That's the House. Uh, that's the Capitol uh, switchboard. You can reach your senators there, too. Let's tell them where you live. 202-224-3121. Final point here before we go back into prayer and say goodnight. Um, abortion. We've got to get abortion right. This is my full-time work. This is my area of, of expertise. And brothers and sisters, getting it right means understanding properly the development of, of, of human beings in their, in their first nine months while they're in the womb. There's such, a, 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 there's such a, an incorrect notion um, still, even despite the science that we have about the unborn child and the medical treatment. I was just with uh, some medical professionals uh, talking about the, uh, the surgery that is done open heart surgery done on unborn children, brain surgery done on unborn children. There's such a lack of understanding of how well developed these babies are so early in the pregnancy. Now I want to read a quote here that um, a young woman made and it reflects the, the thinking of a lot of Americans about abortion. Listen to what she, listen to what she says and t t tell, me, tell me, see what you think about this. I'd rather the person abort the baby than harm the baby or throw the baby out or anything. Okay. Uh, excuse me? I'd rather that the baby be aborted than harmed? What do you think abortion does to the baby? The abortion dismembers, actually tears the arms and legs off of the baby. That's not harming the baby? And then throws the, the arms and legs and head and, and, and torso and all the other body parts and the spine. Throws it out in the medical waste. Oh, I don't want to throw the baby away. I would prefer that they throw the baby away. 
I don't want to harm the baby. I would prefer that they harm the baby. So first of all, that sentence, again, it shows a disconnect from the reality of what abortion is. We're going to resolve this issue. We've got to look at what it is. Lookatabortion.org is a key website that I've created. Lookatabortion.org. Take a look at it before you think you have an opinion about abortion or when it should be allowed or how late into the pregnancy it should be allowed or when it should be permitted. Please look at it and challenge your friends to look at it. Lookatabortion.org. And then she said, when they're fully developed and the mother doesn't have any illnesses or anything that would cause the baby to pass away, then it's like you're killing another human. Okay, so she says, well, by the time 20 weeks comes along, it's a different story. And most Americans agree. The later you get into the pregnancy, the less abortion should be permitted. But friends, she's talking here about 20 weeks. Oh, well, when the baby is fully developed. Do you know when all the organ systems are fully developed? except for the spinal column and the brain. You know when the brain is fully developed? In your early to mid-twenties. And that's not from pro-life sources. That's from the National Institutes of Health and other medical sources. It's not till your mid-twenties that the brain is fully developed. So when you talk about fully developed, you know, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, a, an ambiguous phrase, fully developed. Ten weeks. With the exception of the brain, which keeps developing through adolescence and into the early 20s, 10 weeks in the womb, all the other organ systems are fully developed. At, at seven weeks, you've got 4,000 body parts developed that are found in newborns and in adults. At five weeks, you've got the kidneys in place. At three weeks, you've got the heart beating already. So there has to be a basic understanding about who this child is. We've got to get this right, and we've got to get it right in terms of the fundamental right to life that we're talking about, which is mentioned in the Declaration of Independence, and the 14th Amendment for that matter, and which is a fundamental right. Does it make sense if your life were protected in Mississippi but not in New York? If you had constitutional protection in Alabama but not in Alaska? It doesn't make sense. It's a fundamental right. we got to wrestle with this issue, friends, and I thank you for wrestling with it. Many of you are involved in the pro-life movement along with me. Let's keep shining a light on this. Let's turn back to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for this. This important time of reflection about courage, the courage we need, the courage our elected officials need. Lord, may this word to them of exhortation from conservative leaders around the country have an effect. May it stir them to action. May it help them address the corruption in the Biden family and take action to make him accountable for his crimes. Bless the needs, Lord, furthermore, of all of us uh, as we uh, live, as your disciples, as we work for this country. Lord, we ask that you uh, give guidance where guidance is needed, consolation where there is sorrow. Lord, that you give provision where there is uh, need, reconciliation and healing where there are wounds. And gratitude to you where there are successes. Pray now as Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, it is a joy to be with you. Thank you for not only watching, but promoting and inviting others to watch Praying for America each weeknight, 8 p.m. Right Side Broadcasting Network and many other platforms where you're watching now. Help us to continue to grow our audience. We appreciate you being here. Follow me on social media. FR Frank Pavone is the, is the handle. FR Frank Pavone. And remember, ProLifeVote.com. You can read that letter that I shared with you tonight. ProLifeVote.com. Let's get busy, friends, and let's save America. Talk to you soon. Hi, this is Dr. Teresa Burke, founder of Rachel's Vineyard and pastoral associate of Priest for Life. Many of you pray the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Did you know that this prayer was given to Sister Faustina especially because of the sin of abortion? God revealed to her that because of this evil, the world needs His mercy more than ever. He even permitted Sister Faustina to suffer special pains, representing the pain of abortion. As you thank God for Divine Mercy, please pray for the many people who seek forgiveness from abortion by coming to Rachel's Vineyard, which operates in partnership with Priests for Life, and it's the largest ministry in the world for healing after abortion. Not only do we provide retreats, but we also enable people to make the long journey of healing through various forms of individual counseling. May God's mercy come to all. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.